It's something good. It's something good. Songwriter said something good is going to happen to me. Happen to me. This very day, something good is going to happen to me. Because Jesus of Nazareth is passing my way. Say, Jesus of Nazareth is passing my way. Something good is going to happen to me. Happen Jesus of Nazareth is passing hey. my way. Jesus of Nazareth is passing my way. Oh yes, Jesus of Nazareth is passing my way. Amen. When Jesus was passing in the physical, some people saw and said, "Ah, there's no way. I will shout if I can't reach it. Let me shout, Son of David, have mercy on me." Hallelujah. That is somebody that is ready to make sure that I don't live here the same way I came. You can take it from the Lord even when it looks like uh -uh, this thing is delaying, it's not going to reach me, it's looking like obstacles. You can make the difference by your hungry heart, by your receptive heart. Hallelujah. Make welcome the bishop. God bless you. to see each and every one of you in church this morning. Just look at somebody close by, one or two persons, just shake your hands, tell somebody, good morning, my brother, my sister. Good to see you in church. Good to see you in church. I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you made it. And I thank God you made it. Hallelujah. Yeah, the reason I said I'm glad you made it because when the the, the morning like this, Sunday morning is raining and, and wet, it becomes a little bit challenging to step out of the hole. You know what I'm talking about? You wake up, it's raining, everywhere is getting flooded. And so you are tempted to just continue sleeping because sleep gets sweeter at that time. It's only if it's Monday morning that people don't care how sweet uh, 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 the sleep has become. You just must go to work, otherwise you get a query. Even if you are self-employed, otherwise you'll be losing some very good customers. So you wake up. But Sunday morning, people will say, ah, it's my church. God understands. I know that's the way people think. So when you are able to make it a church like this, I feel like clapping for you and congratulating you for the mindset. You can clap for yourselves. For the mindset that tells you 
makes you say, no, 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 no matter what, I'll still go to church. I'll still go to church. No matter what, I'll go to church. Me, church. You just keep talking. They'll say, church? No, no, no. I must be in church. And then you come to Katola, and the road to church is so bad. And by the grace of God, I know we will get this road fixed. The whole estate is waiting for the church because they know the church also suffers on the road. And I tell you something, God will enable the church to fix this road. You don't believe it? I believe it. The Bible says all things are possible with God. That's generally agreed. But people don't know that all things are also possible with man. Oh, yes. Conditionally speaking. If the man will believe in the God with whom all things are possible. All things are possible with God. Mary said, how can I be pregnant? The angel said, no. It's only with man that's impossible. With God, all things are possible. Jesus was coming down from the transfiguration mountain. You know, he took three disciples upstairs. The other nine were downstairs. As he came down, he met the other nine were encountering, having an encounter with a demon of epilepsy, and they could not cast the demon out. And they said, Jesus, ah, you and uh, Peter, James, John, I'll take too long for up there. We've been struggling to cast out a demon from this girl. The demon refused to go. Ah, oh God, Jesus, thank God you are here. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and the devil left the girl. And the disciples said, but why could not? And anyway, before that, you know, when he came down from the mountain, he said to them, if you believe, that's what he said, because of your lack of faith. He said, if you believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. The impossibility of God, uh, to God and man was declared by two personalities. An angel said to Mary, you may be a virgin, it don't matter with God, for all things are possible with God. The angel was talking about the omnipotence. The limitless, limitless ability of God to cause changes. That's what the angel was telling Mary. And now Jesus himself now said, it's not only with God that all things are possible. All things are also possible with man who dares to believe. That's what Jesus said. Check it. When he came down from the mountain, he said, all things are possible with man if he believes. Which means by faith, we tap into God's omnipotence. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. And a man of faith becomes omnipotent. That is heretical to some people. Say, how can you share in that quality with God? And Jesus said it himself. All things are possible with God. Religious thinking, that's true. All things are possible with man. Mm, no, 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 don't share God's glory. No, 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 no. No, you are not. There's a glory God doesn't share with man. There's a glory he shares with man because there are different kinds of glories. And in Romans chapter 8, he said, those he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. It's in the Bible. God glorifies us. Where did he see glory to glorify us with? He cannot give what he doesn't have. He has glory and he shares the glory with his children. But there's a kind of glory he shares with no man. You can never share your glory with anybody. That's only true to an extent. And I don't fault the singing. But you understand. 
there are different kinds. That's not it. That can form a whole one hour teaching. Or even two hours. The different degrees, or the, uh, not degrees, the different types of glories. So, if you're a man of faith, all things are possible with you. Say, I believe in a God with whom all things are possible. Therefore, all things are possible with me because I dare to believe. I am a believer. All things are possible with me. Amen. Clap for Jesus. And that powerful revelation, that chunk of information that this church just received, angels are happy about it. Because angels, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they want the church to know that God has invested so much in the church that the church can do and undo. And when the church comes to that level of faith, Jesus began to get excited. He said, the glory that Father God has glorified me, I give to those who believe in me. Because we are joint heirs. There's a glory Jesus inherited from the Father. And he shared it with the church because we are co-inheritors of that grace. We are co-sharer in that glory that God gave to the Son. Come on, shout hallelujah. We are highly glorified set of people. Glorified people. Highly privileged. Oh man, I love the Bible. I'm getting carried away there already. And we can have a good church if I decide to stay on that. But what God wants us to do this morning is to distribute miracles. And by the time you leave here going home, you will know without a shadow of a doubt that God has visited you. He will say, ah, how can you say God will visit people? When the Bible says God lives in us, how will he now visit us? There are things the church don't know. Before you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is already living in you. If the Holy Ghost was not living in you, you cannot be born again because the Holy Ghost is the agent of recreation. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you to become born again. But that you have the Holy Ghost and you're already born again doesn't mean you have, does not mean the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Because the believer is empowered from the inside out. The Old Testament guys like them, Samson, they had the Holy Ghost come upon them and they could do mighty exploits. And when the spirit of might enveloped Samson, came upon him, wrapped him up like a blanket covering Samson, he could pull down the main two pillars of the National Art Theater of the Philistines and pull down the temple. But he was not even so muscular. Even the most muscular guy, like Andre the Giant or whatever you call them in WrestleMania, could not pull down the art theater of the Philistines. How strong will you be? Can Roman Reigns pull down with bare hands, just take hold on two pillars and pull it down? The building came down. What muscles can do that? It was nothing but the spirit of might. It's called the spirit of might. The guy wasn't born again, had no Holy Ghost. Nobody was born again in the old covenant. But the Holy Ghost would come upon them like you wrap a blanket on him and the man suddenly became a superman. And then he does great exploits and then the spirit of might leaves and he becomes an ordinary man. And he cannot even lift a 100 kg weight something. No, but it was him who did that. Oh yeah, the spirit of might was on him and he only visited them and went away. Never stayed on them permanently. But in the New Testament, 
the Holy Ghost first came inside us. When you say Jesus come into my life, what you really received was the Holy Spirit. But what happened is that the Holy Spirit did not come to manifest his nature. He came to manifest the nature of Christ. Hence the Bible says, he that has not the spirit of Christ is none of his. Now the Holy Ghost is coming to bring Jesus into your heart. Just like technology brings football into your living room. The football is played at Stamford Bridge in England. But those in England saw the, the ball hit the net and they shout, Goal! In Nigeria, we that are watching by DSTV or GoTV say, Goal! In Argentina, those watching all over the world. So, you saw a ball hit the net in your sitting room on the TV. The one in uh, Ikeja saw it. The one in Brazil saw it at the same time. In England, those in stadium watching it live, they saw the ball. That same, same second, the whole world saw that goal and shouted. Do you know the millions of people watching World Cup that shout goal at the same time? So, you shot the ball in the net. You give me a call. Pastor Joe, did you see that call, Ronaldo's call? I saw it. Some in the beer parlor. But how many balls did Ronaldo kick? One. Pa! He hit the net. Only one ball. But do you know the millions of balls that were seen in homes all over the world? Transmission technology multiplied the balls to all the viewers on planet Earth to see. Now Jesus lives in me, he lives in you, he lives in you. How many Jesuses do we have? Only one. How can he be in me? And he be in you, in you. Did we cut Jesus into pieces and share him into our, into our lives? It is the Holy Ghost that is the technology that distributes Jesus into every heart. And without the Holy Ghost, Jesus can't be in you. Because Jesus has not returned yet. He told us almost 2,000 years ago that he has gone to heaven and he's coming back. Has he come back? No. Then how do we have him in our heart? He's sitting cooler on the right hand of the Father, up there on high. But the Holy Ghost takes the essence of Jesus, puts him in Iyang, puts him in Kennedy. The Holy Ghost distributing Jesus. Yet the person of Jesus sits on the throne. And if there be no Holy Ghost, God cannot be everywhere. When you say God is omnipresent, is everywhere, it's not possible. God the Father cannot replicate himself everywhere. It's the Holy Ghost that is the ubiquitous member of the Godhead. It's the fluidity of the Godhead. It's the Holy Ghost that takes the presence of the Father and takes him to your toilet. God is everywhere. In the aircraft, you are flying to Dubai. God is there. In the forest, God is there. But is God really there? He is on the throne. But the Holy Ghost brings the presence, the whole essence of him to every environment. Yet, he's in one place. You can't have Jesus in you without the Holy Ghost. Impossible. You can't. Jesus that is in heaven, how are you going to have him? There's a technology of the spirit and the Holy Ghost is ever busy. He's the busiest member of the Godhead. The Holy Ghost. There is no God without Holy Spirit. There cannot be. God will be powerless without the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the energizer of the Godhead. The Holy Ghost. But everybody is born again. You have the Holy Spirit. How? He came in. Manifesting the essence and the nature of Jesus. He won't talk about himself. Jesus said when the Holy Ghost comes, he will not speak of himself. He shall glorify me. 
will not speak of himself. Who talks about the Holy Spirit? Jesus. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water. To those Jews, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But there is someone greater than myself coming after me. I'm only a forerunner. He's coming after me. The latches, the lace of his shoes, I'm not even worthy to bend down and untie. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The person who baptizes us with the Holy Ghost is Jesus. The one who brings Jesus into our heart is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost doesn't talk about himself. He brings Jesus to your heart. And the way Jesus is now there, the way, the, the way Holy Ghost brought him, Holy, Jesus begins to say, now, you need that man who brought me to you. His name is the Holy Ghost. Jesus is called the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and with fire. But the Holy Ghost is the one that recreates the believer with the presence of Jesus. It's a, it's a beautifully described division of labor in the Trinity. Let's clap for Jesus. The Holy Ghost brings Jesus. And Jesus brings the Holy Ghost. And then, this time around, he comes upon you. This is called baptism, to be swallowed up. To be wholly covered up. That is what happens when people begin to speak in tongues. The Holy Ghost falls upon them. It's a different thing. That's why Paul said that. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. And the Lord, the Bible tells us God performs, God performs the counsel of his messengers. The, the saints of God speak a thing. Thou shalt decree a thing, the Bible says, and it shall be established. Who are these people speaking words of power? People, just human beings. But they have faith in an omnipotent God. Now they are decreeing things that are, that are getting established. Causing changes. Miracles will happen here today. And God instructed me to go to church and do something. Let's read in our Bibles. Mark chapter 8. Do 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 again and do 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 do. We're on again and do 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 again and do do. We're on, 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 Quickly bring your Bibles out and hit St. Mark's Gospel, chapter number 8. 
Book of Mark. Let's read quickly. Mark 8. From verse 22. Oh, Lord God, have mercy. I'm already so full of this anointing. I feel it so much. And he came to Bethsaida. And they brought a blind man unto him. And besought him to touch him. I'll take it again. And he came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man, brought a blind man, brought a blind man. They brought a blind man unto him. Talking about Jesus and the blind man. And he came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man unto him. And besought him to touch him. Somebody said touch him. Those who brought the blind man. They begged Jesus. To lay his hands on this blind man. Because they've seen him lay hands on people. And miracles took place. So they trust his laying on of hands right now. Is that correct? Those who brought the patient are saying, Jesus, oh God, Jesus, please put hands on him. Meaning there's something those guys understand about laying on of hands. Am I saying the truth? They didn't just say, open his eyes. They said, put hands on him. Knowing that when Jesus put hands, the eyes will be open. They, bes they besought Jesus to touch him. Somebody says, touch him. There are times the Holy Ghost will move you to touch Jesus. And there are times Jesus will touch you. There are times you that will touch Jesus. If a naked wire touches you, live wire naked touches you, you will be electrocuted. Is that correct? Okay, but if now you go grab the naked wire and call it with the same thing. Jesus touch, you will contact something. If you touch Jesus, you don't go the same way. Something must happen. This time they say, oh God, Jesus, help us touch him. <laughs> and Jesus is saying to them, go and touch Pastor T. Hey, hey, I stand here. Badoze la rasta. Babo, babo, babo. I am the, the Christ that is that you are to touch today. I am not Jesus. Jesus is in heaven. His spirit is here. But his anointed is here. Do you know the meaning of Christ? There was a time Jesus was not a Christ. He was simply called Jesus of Nazareth. But if you read in Acts 10 38, he said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth? How God anointed Jesus. It was when he got anointed that, that the Christ in him came into him. He was not born Jesus Christ. Because the word Christ means the anointed. He needed to become a Christ before he could preach and heal. And he becoming a Christ was when he was baptized in water and the Holy Ghost came upon. You can't be a Christ without the baptism in the Holy Ghost. So we have Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ gave birth to lots of other Christs. You are a Christ. You are not the Christ. I am not the Christ. Thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. I am a Christ. A son of the living God. The Christ. The son of the living God. The Christ. The son. Theo is a Christ. A son. Lawrence, you are a Christ and a son. 
you must first be a son of God before you can become a Christ. Jesus was already son of God before he became a Christ. Son of God all these 30 years old, but he was not a Christ. It was the Christos in him that enabled him to perform miracles. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth so he became a Christ and he went about doing good. How dare you try to go and be doing preaching and healing, doing deliverance when you have not first been made a Christ. You are not Jesus, so I am not Jesus as I am standing here. But if I am not a Christ, I can't minister in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because all the ministers of the gospel must be made Christ's first. Somebody say Christos. Jesus Christos, Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shalom Shaddai, hallowed be thy holy name. Okay, look at try. Hallowed be thy holy name. Hallowed be thy holy name. Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shalom El Shaddai, hallowed be thy holy name. Sing with me, hallowed be thy holy name. Hallowed be thy holy name. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Yahweh Shalom El Shaddai, hallowed be thy holy name. Hallowed be thy holy name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be thy holy name. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shalom El Shaddai. Put your hands together for Jesus and have your seats. If you say that is from Orthodox churches, they say, How can you say you are a Christ? They will expel you from their church. Not knowing that the desire of God has always been there should be multiplicity of Christs on the face of the earth. Yet one Jesus, many Christs. All the anointed by the Holy Ghost are the Christ of today. The reason you can cast out the devil is because it's only a Christ that demons recognize. You are not a Christos. No devil comes out when you say come out. They will slap you. Michael Peter, you've been casting out demons because they see a Christ in you. Does that make some sense? Oh Lord, that's just the truth. He said, and I have said, ye are gods because ye are children of the most high. So our Christ is spared with small letter C. And because we are gods, you need to know our own is small letter G. Because he is the God of gods. He is the Christ of Christ's. He's the king of kings. Who are those kings? Check Revelation 1, 6, 
5 and 6, he said, For Jesus Christ has made us kings and priests unto God. Jesus made us kings. So when Jesus, you can't give what you don't have. It's because himself is king. That's why he could make us kings. If he's king of us, kings, he's not talking about Oba. King Jaja for Pobo. People read Bible say Jesus is king of kings. They think he's talking about unbelievers. No, 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 no. They're talking about the Christians. We are the kings. He's Lord of Lords. Who are the Lords? We. Small letter L. We are Lords. We are kings. We are gods. We are Christ. Did he not share his glory with you? I told you there are different kinds of glory. There is one he shared with the church. There is one he forever shares with the church. There is one the church cannot touch. He will not share that with anybody. He came to Bethsaida. They brought a blind man to him, besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and let him out of the town. This is interesting. They have to walk a long distance as though he's taking him to a place of, of healing, as though healing cannot take place here. They brought a blind man and said, help us put your hand on him that he may start seeing. He said, okay. He took the guy by the hand. He said, follow me. He said, and took him out of town. What are they going to do? They were not going to Orogodo River. Took him out of town. And when he spat on his eyes, my God, this is messy. Look at it. With the gather speed. A man he took by the hand. When they reached the place, now an uncle could not say Jesus, don't do mouth like this. He's so blind. Yeah. All the worker with Jesus holding hand, the worker, you don't even know where they carry and go. And they know that they reach the place. Jesus, ah, saliva. I'll say he spat on his eyes. My God, wow. <laughs> How many of you want to be healed like that? Jesus spit on your face. <laughs> Hallelujah. He spat on his eyes and then put his hands upon him. He asked him, Did you see anything? You see anything? That's what Jesus asked the guy. You see anything? I don't spit on your face. I don't touch you. You see anything? But Jesus expected him to start seeing after spitting on his face and touching him. They said, Come and touch him that he may see. They didn't say come and spit on him and before you touch him. But he spat on his face or his eyes. Then touched him and said, have you started seeing? Let's know what the guy said. What verse is next? Verse 24. And he looked up. Blind man looked up. And said, I see men as trees walking. Jesus. Oh, wow. Jesus is performing miracle. 
and to test whether the miracle has worked. He said, have you seen anything? Because I've done what I should do. Have you started seeing? The man is blind, though, very blind. He just knows say something don't pour on his, on his eyes. Touch him. And then Jesus said, have you seen anything? Blind man, look up. Actually, a blind man, even if you look up, you look down, you are everywhere is darkness, you are still seeing. Abi? Isham said, blind man, where they were cut. Then he suddenly stopped and turned back, waiting in one seat. <laughs> and so Isham talked. Isham said, blind man, they were cut. Yeah, he stopped. Can't look back, waiting in one seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, look up, look up. Jesus said, you don't they see? He said, ah. The blessing are men that they see, but uh, I think they are trees. I'm really seeing trees, but the trees are moving as if they are human beings. Trees moving. Tree. Trees moving like human beings. Ha. That made Jesus know, say, this, this thing will never be never perfect. This man will see trees moving like trees. Just kind of know that the trees around are not moving. What is this man seeing? So something is still needed. Amen. I see men as trees walk. Verse 25. Everybody look at verse 25. After that, he put his hands again. Somebody say, put his hands again. Say that. Jesus put his hands again because he first put hands before. The man started to see small, small, but you know they see clearly. Abby, he's not seeing clearly. So Jesus said there must be another touch. Someone say another touch. And made him look up. And he was restored. And saw every man clearly. Amen. I think really what this man, this man didn't really see any tree in the first place. It was men that were walking by. So, as men, they were kind of, they see things are moving, but you don't know, say there are people, he thinks they are trees. So, Jesus said, ah, you are seeing trees walking? Jesus said, no, I think I need to lay hands again. So, he said, another touch. Jesus lay hands again. He said, now, look up. Ah, the man said, oh, I'm now seeing men walking as men. They were men all along. He was the one thinking they were trees. Abby? Trees have never walked. So whatever he saw were human beings moving. At least he saw something moving. That he saw things moving. He had never seen a thing move before. So that let Jesus know, say, this thing, he don't start. But he never, he had never clear where where. He need a second touch. Someone say, another touch. Very briefly, what I want to share with you before we go into those touching, touching, touching. So I want to share with you something I titled Another Touch. Another what? Touch. It's going to be brief. So we can do the touching. God wants us to touch. Amen. But this is a highly prophetic church. How can somebody say, God said, Everybody should go and touch his servant. And the servant already came to church. That that is, I already came with the mind. It's going to be a touch, touch service, touch, touch. 
Somebody say, touch, touch. When Jesus touched you, oh, now you touch Jesus, the same thing will happen. The woman with the issue of blood was the one that touched Jesus. And virtue left Jesus. Jesus felt power rattled in him. He said, who touched me? Crowd of people were thronging Jesus, pushing and pulling. And one woman in the crowd was crawling in between legs and hiding and touched the hem of his garment. Jesus said, who touched you? The disciples were wondering what kind of question is this? Ah, they've been pushing and pulling. Everybody, they touch you. So, some of the men said you for four times, not be with the steady. Everybody have been touching you. Hands have never really left. Jesus said, No, 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 no. In one kind touch, they were Oh boy. Jesus was so spiritually keen. His spiritual senses were so keen. Keen sense, very keen. In the midst of the jostling, and he knew. And that one did not even touch his skin. Jesus was wearing sandals. They didn't have cover shoes. So they were wearing flowing robes. He didn't wear trousers. There was no suit and tie in those days. Long flowing, you know. Like those uh, outside clothes with the long. That's what he was wearing. And then somebody touched the, just the tip, the hem of the cloth. He didn't lay hands on his legs. Just touched the cloth that is flowing. And the woman contacted power. Immediately the woman was plugged to power source. Immediately. And that woman has been bleeding menstruation for 12 years, not stop. They call it hemorrhaging for 12 years. 365 days in a year, menstruation. Another 365 days, menstruation. 12 years. The Bible said the woman spent every money she had on the medical profession, and instead of getting better, she grew worse. All the doctors had her money and was in her case. The doctors were charged. They will give you some drugs and give you some injection. You think it's for free to see doctor? He work or he not work, you have already paid. <laughs> but when she met Jesus, she said in her heart, if I may but, oh, the heart matters. Because all the other touches, where people are just touching for different motives. There's some just a push. I come down from National Stadium, the football match, everybody they push. In that crowd, there was a different kind of touch. And faith makes a difference. Hebrews 6 2. Have you seen it? It says, okay, let's read from verse 1. Hebrews 6, from verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. This will we do if God permits. He's trying to say, will we come back to this kind of doctrine when it's necessary if God permits? He said, for now, we should graduate from this kindergarten level of Christian teaching. The doctrine of repentance from dead work. Elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ. And uh, faith towards God. And if you believe in me, if you believe in God, believe also in me. 
Paul said, these are basics, basic concepts of Christianity. The ABCs of the gospel. Yeah. Even the doctrine of laying on of hands. He said, you should not be surprised that they are laying hands. These are basic things. He said, let's go on to maturity. There are bigger issues. There are bigger doctrines I want to teach. That's what Paul is saying. He said, I'm not saying to, to preach this thing is wrong, but I'm saying we should move from, we have, this is how we started our Christianity. Let's go on to doctrinal perfection. But at least, he said, we will revisit them if God permits, and this we will do if God permits. In other words, I'm not saying to be teaching these things wrong, but I'm saying we've taught them enough. Let's go to higher things. Let's leave the, 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 the milk of God's word and go to strong meat. Strong meat belongs to them that are of age and have their senses exercised towards discerning both good and evil. So I said the doctrine of laying on of hands. It's a doctrine. The doctrine of laying on of hands. And hands are laid To heal the sick. To cast out devils. In Mark 16, this sign shall follow them that believe. This, do that. They shall cast out devils. And I said, Timothy, remember, don't neglect the gift that is in thee by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. That's for ordination. You can lay hands to ordain somebody. Paul never poured olive oil to ordain people. He just laid hands. Himself and the group of elders. The presbyteries is from the group presbyteros. Joined together to ordain. There was no oil in Paul's hand. Say when you were being ordained by Pastor Chu, you know Paul oil. He said no, he didn't. He laid hands. That's in the Bible. It was the doctrine of laying on of hands. John the Baptist was part. When he grabbed Jesus and dipped him inside of water and brought him out, he was laying out of hands he was doing. So that there can be a transference, impartation of priesthood. Because Jesus Christ is not from the tribe of Levi. So he was not supposed to be a priest. But John the Baptist from the tribe of Levi. Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. No, no Judah tribe person ever operated the priesthood. But they produced kings. And in the Old Testament, the kings and the priests, they don't come from the same tribe. But Jesus made us kings and priests unto God. How can he give to us what he doesn't have? John the Baptist had to, he said, that one said, I'm not even worthy to baptize you. You are greater than myself. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not about who is holier. It's about transference of office. He said, I'm coming to be a priest. And you are already a priest. Your great-grandfather, you are from the tribe of Levi. So Jesus said, let lay hands on me to fulfill all righteousness. There has to be an impartation. There has to be a transfer. And so when he, he didn't say baptize me so that I will become holy. You know, he said, suffer it to be so now to fulfill all righteousness. He said, people say, you see, you see, Jesus was not righteous until he did water baptism. You don't even know Bible. Who was righteous than Jesus? Is it the water of River Jordan that made him holy? A whole Jesus? He was waiting for River Jordan water to be holy. When that guy was baptizing people, it was for something else. And they queued up those baptismal candidates. He was carrying this one. I baptize you in water to repent. Immediately he was doing it so far because people were many. Then the next on the queue was Jesus. He didn't even look as he grabbed Jesus. He was about to put. Ah, you see, he saw his face. He said, Ah, shh. Okay. Okay. No, 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 be so. I can't baptize you. I'm not, I'm not qualified. Ah, shh. That was go slow. 
The queue is waiting. He said, now are you supposed to baptize? He said, no, 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 no. I'm not supposed to baptize now. They were angry. He said, suffice to be sold. For now, I like to be sold to fulfill all righteousness. So it wasn't about the water at all. When he grabbed Jesus, that was a, trans, a transfer of spirit. That's a transfer of priesthood. And then when he brought Jesus from the water, about said the heavens blasted open and the Holy Ghost came upon him like a dove and a voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. All righteousness was fulfilled when the priesthood was transferred to Jesus. Somebody from the tribe of Judah for the first time became a priest because of the doctrine of the laying on of hands. There are so much to teach on the doctrine of laying on of hands. Paul said, we can revisit this topic, but let's move on. For now, let's move on. Touch is significant. For healing, lay hands. Laying hands to cast out demons. Laying hands for Holy Ghost baptism. When Paul came to Ephesus, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. Met some disciples there, asked them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, We've not even heard that they said anything called the Holy Ghost. He said, Unto what then were you baptized? They said, Unto John's baptism. He said, Well, John truly baptized with water unto repentance, saying to them, Blah, blah, blah. But Bible said, when, when, John, uh, when Paul was through explaining it, Paul laid his hands upon them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they prophesied, and there were about 12 of them. So, lay hands. Holy Ghost baptism. Lay hands ordination. Lay hands to cast out demons. Lay hands to heal the sick. The same hands that I will lay on you will cast demons out of some folks in this church and the hand that I will lay on you will be transferring financial blessings to some folks in this church and the same hands because the anointing is going to be flowing doing meeting you right at the point of your need. Some financial favor. Some, a demon disturbing your life need to be broken away from your life just by hands contact. Some of you will even touch me and contact power. We're going to be having a lot of touching, touching. The doctrine of, somebody said the doctrine of laying on of hands. The doctrine of touching. The doctrine of hands contact. There's something I would touch today. When I touch you, some gift of the spirit you have coveted will start operating. I know what God told me. It's a, it's a different kind of service. There are some of you I will lay hands on you. That will be the last time witches from your village will be able to oppress anybody against you. Oh Lord God, let's clap for Jesus. The things God said he wants to do my Kebede, in this service is amazing. It's mind-boggling. He said, he said you are going to just lay hands. He said, at a point, they will touch you. He said, but I will just be doing my thing. We'll be doing what he asks us to do, just the touchy, 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 but something will be happening. God said, there's a miracle for everybody in this house. Those of you who come here because now, when a foreign person can't dedicate baby, get ready to carry miracle to your house. Amen. Jesus be praised, my Lord and King. Forevermore we say, Jesus be praised, my Lord and King. Jesus, Jesus be praised, my Lord and King. 
Jesus, we pray. 